the is is how should I say it that all that I know he taught me so it's like you know all that I know and one of the things that I've realized is that every time I go to him I learn something new and the last time I was like, ah. then I thought about it then I realized that when I decide that I've graduated like the way some of us have graduated from school sitting in the house you are doomed <laughs> amen Yes, so when it comes to the ministry, you should always be learning. That's right. Yes, yes, always, 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 always. And, you know, uh, if I'm supposed to say some of the things that I've learned. Some of them are not even ministry, you know. Some of them are some very subtle life issues, life issues. You know, he will tell you, go and do this. You know, then you have to straighten yourself and go and do it. Even if you don't want to do it, guy, you know some of them. I will not see some of the examples here because Pastor Sam, I will not see it. It's, it's very personal secrets, you know. Yes, but so much, so much that I've learned from him, and I continue to learn, you know. And I pray that all of us too will also decide that we'll be students in this house. You know, it is very, very easy for us this YouTube generation to have a lot of teachers. You get it? We have a lot. Like now, we, yeah, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, what again, WhatsApp, so many. We have so many people that teach us. Sometimes we even get confused. <laughs> you get it, yes. But I pray that God will grant you discernment, insight, so that you'll be able to, you'll be able to you'll be able to know where to draw from. Amen. Amen. Yes, insight. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Surprisingly, the, my job before I moved to my current role, I was an insight officer. Insight. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood what that meant, but I was doing the job. <laughs> Amen. He said, Yes, they say research and insight. So I say, okay, that's what you want. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Amen. So this month we've been talking about choosing to become. So on the seventh of June, Reverend talked us about choosing to become fishers of men. On fourteenth, he taught us about choosing and called into discipleship. Amen. And you know, when he told me that I was going to teach today. I basically told my reverend, I'm just going to come and repeat. <laughs> Amen. You know, they say repetition is the matter of learning. That's you know, right. yes, yes. You know, sometimes you just want more, more, more. You don't need more. The same little one that you know. If you use it well, it makes all the difference. Amen. So I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you where I'm taking it from so that you can go back and check. Choosing to become fishers of men on the 7th of June which was, the first point was there is a pressing need. I don't know if you remember. There is a pressing need. You remember? Yes. yes. So today, my topic is that there is a pressing need. There is a pressing need. <laughs> Amen. And you know, in the book of Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible says that, this is Paul speaking to Timothy. He says that, and the things that thou hast heard of me, among many witnesses, the same, the same. 
commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Amen. So Paul was telling Timothy that he said, don't try and go and come up with something, you know, the same thing that I've been teaching, the same. So this is the, my scriptural basis for doing the same thing today. <laughs> Amen. So today our topic is, there is a pressing or urgent need. And on that day, Reverend made us understand that pressing means urgent, utmost importance, necessary, critical. There is, the need is so vital. And the scripture that was used was in Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Are you following? Yeah, I heard Francis and Pastor Michael. Are you following? Are you here? Luke chapter 5, verse 1. The Bible says, On one day, as Jesus was, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. Great crowd pressed him in on him. So there was that agency for people to listen to what Jesus wanted to do. Amen. And today I just want to give you some thoughts about pressing or something which is considered urgent. And the first thing I want to say is that it is possible to do the right thing without generating momentum. So, but the impact is not the same. So you see, if you are doing something with momentum and you are doing something without momentum, you might at some point get to the generation uh, where you want to get to, but the impact is not the same. You get it? It's like somebody saying that I'm flying from Leeds to London. And he said that you are taking the coach from Leeds to London. By and by, we will all get to our destination. Won't we? Yes. yes. But, the, but, but, but you see that the, the, the momentum with which the flight will get to London and the coach getting, you know, the coach will get to Doncaster and, and try to get people on board, get to Wakefield, try to get people on board, Sheffield, stop. The driver will get down to go and we, we you know, all those things. <laughs> yes, get to meet kings, go and stretch, you know, do all those things. By that time, the one that is going to London by flight would have finished his or her itinerary for the day. You get it? So it is not just okay for us to decide that we are doing the right thing at our pace. But we should do it with momentum. You get it? Yeah, because you know, like maybe and maybe you are doing, um, let's say I'm pastoring. You know, last Sunday I was having a meeting with uh, Reverend. I had a meeting with some people, the minister, then I went to have a meeting with Reverend. And this, the same thoughts that was going to my mind was the same thing that Reverend was telling me that, brother, the way you are doing the thing, you are not going to get it at a certain level. Basically, all that he was trying to tell me that your pace, your, 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 your pace, it's like 10 miles, but you are not going to, you know, you, you want to get to the thousand, but the way you are doing things now, it is like taking the coach. <laughs> 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 mm. 
it might be cheaper. <laughs> because if you book early, mega bus, you can get it for ten pounds. Oh, oh, one pound. Oh, ten. Ah, one pound. Oh, one pound. Regularly, you not get one pound. No. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. But you see, the world is even teaching us that they are adding peace. Yeah, because you know, even now, they, you can take a train from Leeds to London, it's two and a half hours. You can take a train from Birmingham to London. How, how many hours will it be? An hour. An hour and a half. Now we are bringing HS2. Making it about 45 minutes. Yeah. So if there is one and a half hour, it's okay. Why are we shortening the journey to make it 45 minutes? Yeah, why? why? Yeah. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes. 998. 998. Seven hours. Yeah. You know, okay. So, you, you know. <laughs> Let me, you know, every time Reverend has been telling us, oh, transport, I, I block roads, I do traffic, but today I'm, I'm going to teach you something that we do that you people don't see. And it's related to, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's related to momentum. It's related to momentum, you understand? Yes. Yes. So, when we are doing projects, <laughs> so when we are doing a project like the HS2, we have something we call the time value of money. Right. So the people that sit in HS2, vis-a-vis the people that will sit in the train, and vis-a-vis the people that would sit in a coach. If you sit in a coach, your time value of money is very low. You don't value your time. That's why you have five hours. <laughs> oh, I'm not insulting. I'm telling you. No, I'm telling. I'm. I'm no. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> that's how we do it. Oh, that's how we do it. You get it. So, so we will compare that one five hours. So, so that means the people that sit in most likely their time value of money is a, when you want to calculate your time value, we use your, your hourly rate. You get it. So, if your hourly rate is of earning, yes. So, if it's 12 pounds an hour, 15 pounds an hour, 10 pounds an hour. So, your time value of money for you, an hour is worth 10 pounds. You get it. The one that sits in the chain, normal chain, you see that that person's too is about. 15, 20, 25, 30, plus or minus. You get it. Then we have to then we have to justify why we have to do the HS2. Then we see that okay, so if we shorten these people's time by 45 minutes over the year, how much have you gotten in monetary time? Over 20 years. So we realize that okay, the project will cost us two billion, but in 20 years, we realize that we will get 40 billion. It is worth it, then we'll do it. You get it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Insight, insight. This is what we call insight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, so there is the need for momentum. And the second thing is that when the mission is compelling enough, when the stakes are high enough, when the time is short enough, agency is the only appropriate response. When the mission is compelling enough, 
when the stakes are high enough, when the time is short enough, urgency is the only appropriate response. Did you get it? When the mission is compelling enough, when the stakes are high enough, when the time is short enough, urgency is the only appropriate response. You see, most times our problem is that we don't see the mission to be compelling enough. You get it? You don't see the calling of somebody, the visiting of somebody to be compelling enough. That's why we give a lot of excuses. We don't value it to be anything of much importance. We don't see the importance of somebody not coming to church and the person dodging week one, week two, week three, week four. Not The stakes for that is not high enough for us. You get it? And we think that we have a lot of time with the person. Meanwhile, the time is very short. You get it? Yes. So agency is the only appropriate response for that. In Jonah chapter 1, you know, if you read especially the Old Testament, how the Bible, the, 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 the books are introduced, Jonah seems to have a different approach altogether. You know, most of the books, when it starts, it starts with, oh, and this begat that, and that begat that, or, and God called this person and gave the person a message. Even before Jonah chapter 1, if you read Obadiah chapter 1, which is the book after, I see that the person, God gave him a message to deliver. So he was delivering the message by writing. You get it? If you read the vision of Obadiah, that says the Lord God concerning Edom, da, 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 da. And if you read Micah, which is the book after Jonah, it is the same approach of, you know, winding, going around, going around, going around. But in the book of Jonah, chapter 1, the Bible says that Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, straight, said, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, go, arise, go. To. So you see that there's a compelling the mission was very compelling. The stakes were high and the time was short. You see, say, arise, go to Nineveh, that, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Verse 3. Now, this is where we come in. But, say, but. but, but. See, all of us have been hearing a, a lot of messages. But. You don't put Jonah there, put your name there. But I rose to flee to Tashis. Like <laughs> From the presence of the Lord, who went down to Joppa and found a ship going. Hallelujah. Jonah did not find the mission to be compelling enough. Jonah did not see the stakes to be high enough. And he thought that the people, by and by, they will repent. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. But you see, God in the book of Jonah makes us understand that when it is urgent, God sees it as urgent. Even though we might not see it as agent. And if you read the book of Jonah, you realize that God was always creating avenues for Jonah to still go and do the work. And I believe that for us to sometimes, God still in our stubbornness, in our, you know, trying to go to Tarshish and dodging and do, God is still creating avenues. Sometimes the avenues may not be very comforting. 
sometimes the avenues look like it's like you are going to a very difficult season. It is still God trying to tell you that get in line, but still. So in the case of Jonah, Jonah chapter 1 verse 17, the Bible says, now the Lord had arranged for a great fish. So you see that sometimes the things that we are going to, is that you are praying and buying the Mario. What do you are realizing that God is the one that has arranged? Hmm. 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 <laughs> sometimes God has arranged that we will not be employed for like two months. Just we 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 order our focus. <laughs> but still, we, we you see our our yes, our our ability to see things are not. You know, I will tell you this story. In when was it? Two thousand and twenty last year. I was. I thought that I needed to pray about discernment. And I was praying about discernment. I remember they did 15 February. I was sitting in my room praying that Lord discern. Because I think that there are some things I should see that I'm not seeing. <laughs> and I was praying about it. That day I learned a very big lesson. I was praying and praying and praying and praying. Then I was there when my wife tapped me on my shoulder. Is everything all right? I said, yes. <laughs> She told me on my show that she said that I'm pregnant. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, even as I was praying about the sermon, my wife was even pregnant. I did not know. <laughs> God should help us. <laughs> the one is it right in front of me. I could not even see it. <laughs> I realized that the prayer was very necessary. Very necessary. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. So sometimes you just, I, I don't know what we want to see before, but maybe you also have to pray for the sermon. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when the mission is compelling enough and the stakes are high enough and the time is short enough, agency. So God still arranged. And in Jonah chapter 2 verse 10, the Bible said, then the Lord ordered. You see, God does things when he sees it to be very important. He arranges, he orders, he pushes away. He does all those things just to get our attention. Yeah. Unfortunately, for some of us, by the time we get in line, we would have lost some months. Probably years. You know, they will be, you'll be saying that had I known. You'll be saying so, all those things. But let's not get to that place. Amen. 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 The third thing is that agency means do all you can where you are. You know, some of us are waiting the day they will call me a pastor. The day do you see that I'm in charge of the choir? The day they will tell me that I am the chief usher. The day they will tell me that go and start a church in uh, Mount Everest. The day, that is the time that I will set up. Agency means you do all you can where you are. You get it? 
where you are, like where you and I are. So we are in lease. Don't be saying, oh, it's not my job. I remember we even preached a message like that. It's not my job. It's not my job. It's not my job. Where you are. You get it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get it? Where you are. I always, anytime I meet a student, sometimes I tell them, I see, don't have, always have a mind of permanence. You know, I always tell, if I'm here for two months, I behave as if I'm here forever. In that two months, I give all my all. But some of us, the mind is, oh, but me, I'm not going to be here for long, so I don't want to. You know, the mind says that I don't want to commit so much so that when I'm leaving, they will miss me. What kind of mindset is that? (laughs) (laughs) You get it? Yes. But, you see, where you are, where you are, you might not be there. You know, Joseph had that mind of permanence. In the prison, he did his best. In Potiphar's house, he did his best. He went to uh, Pharaoh's, he did his best. Wherever he is, mind of permanence. I'm there for two weeks. I'm doing like, I'm working as if I'm going to be there for 18 years. You get it? Yeah. yeah. So, where you are, agency means to do all you can where you are. And don't just put the time in this and say, oh, I have only one week. You know, you know, I have one week. I don't want to, I don't want to cause so much. No. Do all that you can. Amen. The next one is that we should work as if what we are doing matters. And it matters now. You know, sometimes the way we work, every indication shows that it doesn't matter. You get it? The way you've been, you've been you know, we say we should come for rehearsals at 2 p.m. The way you stroll in at 3, it shows that it doesn't matter. You get it? Yeah. The way we've, all of us, you've given ourselves missions. Like, oh, the, 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 the youth ministry, the, 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 the team ministry, it is for the city of Leeds. The way we are doing it, does it, does it indicate that that is how we are going? You get it? Yeah. The mindset, is it the, it's always about our mindset. If our mindset, because sometimes it's that, oh, I'm doing my best, but if the mindset is not in the right frame, you work hard, but it will. You get it. Yeah, I didn't make it mega bus train HS2. <laughs> the title of the message. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Amen. The next one is that agency causes us not to be distracted. You see, the way we are distracted with so many things, it is a clear indication that we are not very urgent. Yeah, because it's like just it's like we are trying to we are trying to go to let's say Sheffield, drive to Sheffield. Then as you are going, then somebody says, Oh, can you get us something at Beast? So, okay, okay. 
You see, because we've not given ourselves that we have to be at Sheffield in 40 minutes. And time is, is like, we have time. We are just moving from Sheffield to... Uh, uh, <laughs> we are just moving from Sheffield to Middleton to, 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 to Wakefield. It's like we are just going by and by, we'll get to Sheffield. But the route that we've taken... <laughs> Agency courses are not Acts chapter 6, 2 and 3. The Bible says, So the 12 called meeting of all the believers, they said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. You get it. So the apostles are saying that our duty is not to be running, to become FAO or an organization that is in charge of poverty or no. That's not our job. Our job is that we are supposed to. You see, they knew the agency of, of their duty and what they were. So, so when something came that was not the, the real work, they, they realized it. Yeah. Some of us, because we don't even know the work we are supposed to do. We are, we are so busy. Hmm. You know, I read this book the other time. It's called Celebration of Disciplines. I've, I've, I think I've recommended it to quite a number of people. In the beginning of the book, the chapter 2, it says that in contemporary society, our adversary majors in three things, as in the devil. Noise, hurry, and crowds. So you see that you see, all of us are very busy, very, you know, and he said that if he can keep us engaged in muchness and manyness, yes, you'll be rest satisfied. Yes. So like many things, much, you know. And he said that Harry is not of the devil. It is the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get it? He said that we are engaged in so muchness, manyness. And that's what the apostles were trying to say. That this one is not part of our job. Too much. It's too much. Don't add this one to it. Let's, let's stay focused on what we have been told to do to lead the church by praying and reading the word. This particular job, as important as it says, let's give it to other people. You get it? If you're not, they say that becomes so much, many, much that. That's why the, the writer was saying that Harry is not of the devil. It is. It is. Because the, once the enemy is able to get you so much everywhere, it's like, hey, jack of all trades. Like you, you are. Hmm, the productivity is zero. Hallelujah. Hmm. So we are still learning about there is a pressing need. So you see that the messages that Reverend preach, if we take our time <laughs> and not just, you know, it's like, oh, Reverend preaches, Reverend preaches. So that's why I was saying that if, because you see, when you start school from nursery primary, uh, okay, sorry, the prayer I went to school, it's not like your school. Primary reception, reception to Nursery. No, no, nursery reception. Mm-hmm. Then year one. Year then one. Year, then, go into then you go to. You finish that. Uh-huh, then you go you to. PS1, then go to PSA2. Yes, but before you get to invest, you do GSCS or what? No, that's PSA2. Yeah, I'm trying to make a point. You see, as you rise through the ladder, when you begin, you see, when you start as a student, you have a lot of t- t- teachers. 
you know, you have a t someone teaching you math, physics, this, that, that, that. By the time you get to PhD, how many people were, were supervisors? Two or three. So you see, by this, I'm just trying to say this to let you know that because you know some of us we listen to so many people. It's like we, if you do that, you are still in primary two because it's like you are not, you are not getting <laughs> because you are you are not able to you are not able to really go deeper into anything. Yeah, because you learn for the season. This is from this person. Then go and learn. Uh, uh, what uh, adjectives from this person? They go and learn algebra. You don't have time to dive deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but as you are growing and growing and growing and growing and growing, you get to a point where it narrows. That your teachers become. When I was doing my PhD, my teachers were three, but there was just one. The other two were auxiliary, but it was just one. And it's it's the same thing with our faith. If we have to get to a place where we are learning. Timothy was learning from Paul. He was not learning from Peter. Peter was good. It's not like Peter was not. Peter was with Jesus. But Timothy was learning from God. He was learning from Paul. Titus from Paul. He, he did not have this, that, that. John too has his own people that they were learning from. But you see, oh, I'm learning from Paul. I'm learning from Peter. I'm learning from Andrew. I'm learning from James. I'm learning from... You may be confused. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's how we grow deep. You know, that's how we go deeper. Because if we have so many, it's like today, today I heard a message on Facebook. I saw something I'm like, hey, where are we going? And Pastor was saying that, and he's a very prominent pastor, yes. was saying that, oh, God did not tell uh, uh, Noah to build an ark. But the scripture is very clear. This man is like, eh. and the way he was saying it, and he went and check the views. Oh my goodness! <laughs> See that the people that will be listening, you, they, are in, they, are, they are in primary too. They are, because they, they, they themselves, they are not diving into the thing to know. You get it? Mm. Yeah, that's that's where we've got into. Very very prominent man of God from Nigeria. Yeah, very very prominent. Yeah. Oh, and oh, by the way. If you come to his church, that man, he's made a lot of contentious statements about, yeah, anyway. But I'm just trying to let you know that if you really want to learn deep, 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 your teachers are few. You get it? Then, because your teachers are few, they will be able to direct you. Because you see, as you are doing, let's say you are doing a PhD, you write, let's say, a two-page Something and send it to your supervisor. Supervisor say that this particular person should not be part of this because his work is not so that you be guided. You get it. Mm -hmm. But if you are not doing something like that, you are in primary or wherever, you write without even sort uh, providing authorities. So it's like you are just you are just making <laughs> statements and just going around. <laughs> you get it. Mm -hmm. So I said that agency causes us not to be distracted. The next one is that agency causes us to be zealous. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4 verse 18. 
I pray that at least one of these meanings of the agency will get you to really become, (laughs) see the need. Galatians chapter 4 verse 18. But it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing and not only when I'm present with you. Hallelujah. Zealously affected always in a good thing. You get it? Some of us are very zealously affected always in a thing that is not good. Or better still, it's, it's not that you know. Haven't you gone to somebody, shared something that is boiling in your spirit with somebody only for the person to pour cold water on it by even the way the person is behaving? So, oh, I think this one, let's go and think about it before. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. So it is good to be zealous. In good is it the, the the way I'm I've been talking about agency, you might think that oh it's like you you, are, you have not even put on your t- no. You are, that's why I've been giving points that makes you think that you are agent but you know what you are doing. It's not that you are agent but you are just, you know, no. You are focused. That's why I said that when you are agent, you are not distracted. Because if you are distracted, you, that, that means you don't even know what you are doing. But with agency, with purpose, it's like, this is what we want to do and this is what we are doing and we are going at it. You get it? I think on Sunday, I was talking to the ministers and I was telling them that how even, even rocks respond with that and create fire. Oh, you don't know. You can't light, you know, you can't light fire with rocks by doing, you'll be there for 200 years. Not (laughs) You get it? Yes. God has given us 70 plus 10. And all that. So if you do the rock one with our great great grandchildren will come and continue the process, but still to me. <laughs> no fire will be kindled. You get it? Yes. Yes. So the word is agency. Agency. And I pray that all of us, whether you are a pastor, you are a minister, you are in charge of anything, even if you are not in charge of anything, and you are agency, agency. You get it? Yeah, the way you, you, you even, you know, sometimes when we are praying at 5.30, some of us, we join, then we meet us. No agency. Then we have to beg, please unmute yourself, unmute yourself. Hey! <laughs> I think you have to say that next week we are praying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are praying next week. The topic Yes, agency, 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 agency. <laughs> Hallelujah. I hope you are learning something. Hmm. Hmm. 
You know, there's this book, there's a very good book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. And he says that great companies are full of people who display extreme diligence and in a stunning intensity. You get it? Extreme diligence. Not just extreme diligence, but with stunning intensity. You see, the intensity is there. You get it? Because if you are extremely, you are extremely diligent, but, but if there is no intensity, you get it? Only God knows the number of people and souls and whatever we've aborted because of our lack of intensity. Hey. You get it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and I can share my person. I remember, hmm, I don't know why today I'm sharing all these examples, but I remember when, when, when you know, Reverend used to say that labor room, labor room, labor room, until I went there. And when I was in the labor room and the baby came, and the, I was going, the, 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 the doctor said, no, even two seconds, something bad can happen. Agency. Agency. The thing is so important and time sensitive. You know, we, we don't see it that way. Some of us, the people that we have, even though they are living in lease, they are within our circles for just three months. If we that, within that three months, we are not able to do work on them forever, if you lost them. And they are aborted. But you see, the, the sad thing is that we don't even feel rebuked and we don't even feel the guilt that, oh, this was an opportunity, I lost it. Oh, next, like a nest in a, in a world, next is like, we are, just, we, are just, we are just piling up. You, you get it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If all of us, and I'm talking about those of us in this, if all of us feel it when we come to church and your friend is not here, your brother is not here, this person is not there, this person is not there. It's like, oh, I tried. I, you know, I called them. These people, they are some way. They won't come, so by and by, let's pray for them. You know, they are some way, but God is with us. <laughs> then we make all these statements we don't feel anything. And you see, one thing about this thing is that it's not something that is, it, it can be transferred by osmosis. Like, oh, I feel it, so I say, I'm giving it to you. No. You get it? And sometimes it, it even comes from our own level of relationship with God. Because if, if we feel, and sometimes God, God feels, and even get that rebuke ourselves, we will not be giving excuses. And even if the person decides that, oh, I'm not going to pay, you will still be going to knock at the person's door. And even that will also, today, carriage or something like that, yes. And I said, when you are dealing with people, that's a sound that, that, those, are, those are the byproducts. So, <laughs> let's move. <laughs> you get it? Yes. Yes. But there's no extreme. If there's no extreme, you see, this, this Jim Collins definition is for corporate world, though. extreme diligence, Stunning intensity. See, they give you, uh, what do you call it? Uh, targets. Or oh, that's what you call it. Yeah. Yeah. Deadline. With, with deadlines. If you don't meet it, How? Hmm, we give you first warning. <laughs> don't meet it. 
But for us, I think it's like, you know, by and by, it's a God's work. No, so. There's no, there's no KPIs. I still can perish for all we care. Hallelujah. How dare the pastor mm. ask us? Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's what Paul was telling the church in Galatia that you, see, you have to be zealously affected. More so importantly, when I'm not there. And this scripture, I, I, I really like it because personally, I feel like sometimes when you move your eye from something, then it looks like that you have to be policing and you can't be policing something for a very long time. You get it? That's why all of us should be zealously affected always so that even if the pastor or the minister, whoever, does not ask you for two weeks, it doesn't matter because the thing is working. But sometimes our zeal is dependent on, you know. Yeah. Okay. The next one I think I have to be finishing now. Working urgently maximizes our potential. You see, there is more mixed opportunities and waste in delays. You know, when we work urgently, our potential is maximized. You see, I'm not into construction, but I am so sure. You see, remember, until I, I started working, you know some of the projects that we give out, like maybe bicycle lane, you'll be complaining about that, maybe motorway or whatever. The contractors do it and come with, like, uh, balance. Yes. So, like, let's say if the project is about 98 million pounds, they can do it and come with 2 million pounds. Because of the agency. You get it? But transport it to another part of the world. The project, the initial cost of the project can be 90 million by the time we finish. It's 500 million. Yeah. Because it took them 12 years. So it's very <laughs> costly. To be to be to be delaying on a lot of things, and if this one is on projects, it's the same thing with people. You get it because you see sometimes we instead of we working on the person at the vantage, we don't do it so that by the time the person comes, the baggage is too much, and the work and the person are going to so much, and the work on that person alone is like dealing with fifty people, because it's not a joke. The baggage is. Yes. Mm. Mm. The next one is that there is an expiry date to our usefulness, strength, and opportunity. There's an expiry date. You, you, you see, you cannot be strong forever. There's an expiry date. An opportunity. There are some opportunities that we have that we will not have it. You know, recently, when the government decided to say that uh, I mean, they are not going to allow people to come to do masters with their family, you see that that opportunity is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Even PHA, it's not even all your family members that can come. So you see, the opportunity comes, but because of our uh, our our attitude, it's not there forever. 
John chapter 9, verse 4, the Bible says, we must quickly carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming. And then no one can work. The night is coming. One day your night will come. And when your night comes, when my night comes, will I be able to boldly say that during my day I worked? Mm. Mm, during my day. Some of you are still in our day. So it's like, and because the day is like, you know, yeah, it's so long. <laughs> yeah, but the night will definitely come. Then the last one is that harvesting requires agency. Harvesting requires agency. You know, in Matthew chapter 9, 37 and 38, he says, he said to his disciples, Jesus saw us as workers on the harvest field. Jesus saw us as workers on the harvest field. See, Matthew chapter 9, 37 and 38, the Bible said, he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the field. Three things about harvest. The first one is that it will not gather itself. You get it? Even if it's so ripe, it will never gather itself. The second thing is that it has great value. Every harvest has good value. And the last one about harvest is that the time for harvest is limited. Ripe fruits don't stay ripe forever. Left alone, they spoil. Yeah, you get it. So if there is an opportunity for a harvest for all of us, we should take an opportunity that souls, uh, souls don't really just work themselves you get it? So the three things about harvest is that one, it will not gather itself. It has great value and the time of harvest is limited. I pray that you know, this brief moment or this brief message there is a pressing need will cause all of us. It's not, let's not, the reason why most times when I get the opportunity to preach I re-echo because I feel like Sometimes we hear it, but probably we just need to, you know, the Bible says hearing and hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing and hearing. So the more we hear and the more we begin to see the different dimensions of faith, then we begin to say, oh, okay, this one is very important. You get it. So this is just for the pressing need. So if you are supposed to go back and do, there are two books. See that? But I tell you that even with this, if all of us will get up, and beginning to work and realize that you know Reverend has always been telling me that you should not be personality driven that your 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 field is least and I know that Pastor Michael to your field is Manchester and Reverend William is that's where we are looking at you're not looking at two or three it's not like two or three people are not important they are important you get it so the same thing to Mr Mr Joel and Francis, it's all the teenagers in the city. Not two or three or four or five or six people. All the teenagers. You get it? Millions of them. Yes. 
Now, you see, it's the city center. They are building more easy there. The world is preparing for the boom. And a lot of students are coming, so they are building high rise. A lot now, please, getting buildings that are. Yes. Yes. You just want people to do sustainable uh, uh, transport, anyway. <laughs> but that's just. <laughs> Amen. But I just. But I just. I just want to encourage all of us that you see, let's. But one of the important things, which is not even might not even be necessarily part of the message I preach, but I think it's so important, is the teachers that we, we get for ourselves. You get it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you see, once God has planted you at a place, you are planted there for a purpose. You got it. And every place has its own commission. I, I think maybe when you some people say, "Oh, the commission, this commission, this commission." This place too has a commission, and the commission is more of winning souls and all that. And you realize that it's not, oh, uh, 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 you build houses. All those things are true. But personally, I can, I'm a testimony, and I can say that it's not like you, you will not, you know, anytime I meet people, I, I don't even remember the last time I met people that all that we are talking about is houses. Even now and then, once in a while. But most of the times when people call me on the phone or I call people on the phone, we are talking about, I think we don't have a life. But in all that, in all that, that scripture, Matthew 6, 33, a prophetic word, in all that situation, God is attending to us. Is it that we, those of us that we don't even talk, 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 talk about, is that God is even blessing us more than people that do 42 days of prosperity conference, 85 days of uh, uh, reaching. No, 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 no. You get it. So, if you are in this commission, set your eyes. Unless you are not here. If you don't want to be here, I will encourage you to be here. But if you don't want to be here. But you see, what I'm trying to say is that once you are here, make sure that you are benefiting from the fruit in the house. You get it? Yes. And especially if you come on a Wednesday, you are, you are of a different breed. You are of a different mindset. You get it? So, make sure that the podcast, the messages that are preached, that are on YouTube... The messages that I preach that are me, I'm, a, I'm more of a podcast person. So, like, you know, podcast audio. If you are driving, you are listening, you are even listening, you are listening, you can listen and be doing something. So make sure that you are that type. Because you see, one of the issues I am beginning to realize, especially for those of us in least, I don't know for other branches, that we actually listen to the message once. That's why it is not, you know, it's not because you see, you can see the 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 heart cry of Reverend Chris, the message he preaches to us, but it's like we hear it, we get convicted when you come and sit here for the Wednesday. You know, it's like it's hitting us, hitting us. Then we come and hear it on a Sunday, hit us, but because it is not on a Wednesday, next week Wednesday. You see, the one of the reasons why camp sort of makes a lot of difference when you go for camp is that because it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You get it? But Wednesday, next week Wednesday, next week Wednesday, next week it will never start anything. But if in your own self, like after today's message, you go and you listen to it again, that is another spark. Go, pa, pa. You see that you'll be, gradually, you see that you are changed. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2, the Bible says, and the Spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me. Yes. So I pray that God bless us.